Welcome to the Scorecard. Many doubted we'd ever see it. Where we focus on Chicagoland and national golf news. And here it is. The return to glory. Can't help but think of the long one he made in San Diego to pick up his first PGA Tour win in style. Here it comes. Here it Watch out. comes. And there's no doubt about it. The bear has come out of hibernation. With your hosts, score golf expert and editor of Chicago District Golfer Magazine, Barry Cronin. Well, here it comes. Oh, my goodness. And Mike Esposito. In your life have you seen anything like that? Johnny, that's better than most. How about in? That is better than most. Better than most. Presented by Chicago District Golfer Magazine on 670 The Score and Odyssey Station. And good morning and happy Saturday to you. We are here on the scorecard presented by Chicago District Golfer Magazine. I'm Mike Esposito alongside Barry Cronin, score golf expert and editor of the CDGA uh, Chicago District Golfer Magazine. Mary, good morning. Good morning, Mike. Always great to talk to the dulcet-toned Mike Esposito. <laughs> and always great to talk to you, my friend. Uh, lots uh, cooking this week, and uh, uh, we have the Canadian Open, not in Canada, so it's not going to be called the Canadian Open, but they're playing no. the Palmetto Championship. Yes, uh, yes, yes, it is. But more importantly, Mike, you actually played golf at Arlington Lakes, you told me. This was, I did. Exciting. Uh, this was exciting. This was exciting. And all Palmetto Championship, whatever. Mike Esposito at Arlington Lakes. It's un, it's two weeks in a row. It's unbelievable. That's right. It's great. I. It's almost like this show is having an <laughs> impact on you, just a little bit, just a little bit. But that's good. It, it is, and I actually have a funny story for you uh, <laughs> related to that in a little bit. So yes, we played, and I have played two weeks in a row, which is not normal for me, and I love it. It's just it has not always been something that I have time for with the little kids and the full-time job that. and all that stuff, I right? I know that. It's hard to fit but, it in. But we had, uh, we had a, a, it was a, an outing yesterday for the uh, Arlington Heights Youth Association, which uh, I help coach baseball in the Little League here. And, you know, we, we do all the various different sports in the AHYAA. Yeah. So they had, they had the uh, 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 scramble yesterday, and it was at Arlington Lakes. It played with some of the friends and neighbors here on the block. And uh, outside of sweating profusely, we had a wonderful time. Sweating profusely is fantastic, Mike, and uh, yes. you know it always helps when you um, when you rehydrate. Um, yes, we did do I, that. Sometimes on the golf course, sometimes on the we golf d- course. Although they do say that the water is better for hydration than the uh-huh. uh, than the other alternatives. You know. Yes. Well, and and they would be correct. So we we. We kept the other alternatives to, I don't want to say a bare minimum, but a minimum. <laughs> uh, and the Gatorade and water was uh, was definitely flowing. And actually, oh, and I don't, know if, I don't know if it uh, rained at all by where uh, you live, Barry, but we got rained on for about 15 minutes. Uh, a, a random, super quick passing shower. And uh, that felt kind of good, actually. But then it was yeah. more humid after that, but... But anyway, yeah, it was uh, it was good times. We had fun. Uh, we played a best ball scramble, so I think everyone felt pretty good about themselves afterwards, right? I mean, you know, uh, as a group, we shot yeah. we shot well. We played. We had some fun, and it was it was yeah. great. 
Well, the good thing about a scramble is it, it mitigates the, the the self-loathing a little bit because yeah. you don't. <laughs> That's it, right. You don't, you're not you're not accountable for all of your. It, just in case you make a mistake on the golf course, you uh, there's somebody there to bail you out, which is always a good thing. That's correct. That is absolutely. Uh, and there was still there was not a lot of self-loathing. Not like uh, the previous week uh, when I had played <laughs> at Medina. Oh and, yeah. Uh, and made it easily into the triple digits. I'm like, yeah, that's 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 not that good. But you know, Medina can be, yeah, Medina can be the temple of uh, of self-loathing. The Medina temple of self-loathing. There you go. It uh, it's it's a great time, but uh, yeah, exactly. You you don't want to look at that score sheet afterwards. But uh, yesterday we were happy to look at our five or six under, whatever it was. Put it this way, I don't even know exactly if it was five or six under. It was something like that. Um, but uh, well, if we you were only five time. or six under, you lost, so it doesn't matter. So it's all good. We definitely, we definitely didn't win anything, and we weren't out there necessarily trying, but we had a good time, and it was yeah, a fine. Bunch of guys from uh, from the uh, the neighborhood, from the block here. Um, we good. We drove together. We walked to each other's house. We uh, yeah, we had a good time. So it was uh, it was great. a good day. And what's what's not to love about a Friday afternoon? on the golf course. Absolutely. Good for you. I'm glad, I'm glad you're getting out there. Good for you. But, but, and I say this too, and I, and I, I appreciate that this show is definitely rubbing off on me. And I, I, we were commenting on that, uh, with the neighbors yesterday, but, uh, and it's ironic too, that at seven, we'll be able to talk to somebody who may have some ideas for me because as I'm out there, I'm like, Boy, I need some new golf shoes. Boy, I could really use a nice hat of some kind. Boy, my clubs are old. Yeah, and and thankfully, Barry, we will we will be talking to uh, Tony Dirks at seven. Uh, he is the GM of the PGA Tour uh, PGA Superstore in Downers in Downers Grove. Uh, I bet you Tony will have some ideas for me to tell my wife. Hint, hint for Father's Day next week. Exactly right. We're all about helping our. Our listeners, Mike, we're here to help. We're a That's service right. organization here at That's the right. uh, at the uh, at the scorecard presented by Chicago District Golfer Magazine, and uh, we are going to have uh, a lot of different um, suggestions for people for Father's Day. So, um, what we what we hope is that the dads that are listening will bring the radio into the into whatever room their children or wives are are hanging out and let the uh, and let let it play for at least in the seven o'clock hour. So uh, yeah, yeah. So it'll be great. Yeah, we have uh, we have an excellent show for you today. So in addition to Tony, so we're going to talk uh, at six twenty. So in a few minutes here to John Carlson. John is the head golf coach at Northern Illinois. Uh, so we look forward to that. Uh, they practice at Rich Harvest Farms, uh, the Arnold Palmer Cup. Uh, is being contested there. We will we will talk to John. He's serving as an ambassador this week. So what that is, Barry, and and I'm cheating directly from what you told me, but it's the top 24 male and female college players from the U.S. Uh, versus Europe team match play competition. Uh, yes. So we'll hear from John as to what's going on there. I'm sure uh, he could tell us a little about what's heading out at NIU as well. Uh, but that will be uh, interesting, and that will be coming up shortly. Uh, Jim Suddy, Illinois Golf Hall of Famer, uh, Chicago area teacher for many, many years, uh, 50 years. And uh, he's, man, uh, the, it's a a roster of golf stars that he has taught over the years on our Swing Thoughts segment. We'll talk to him at 640. Uh, Tony Dirks, I mentioned, the GM of the PGA Superstore in Downers Grove. 
with your Father's Day gift ideas. Uh, hint, hint, guys, this is where you get stuff. So we yeah. will definitely, as Barry said, want people paying attention to this. Um, and that'll be at 7. And then at 7.40, our old buddy, and now the host of Golf 360, formerly of your Chicago Bears, Patrick Manley will join us. And I'm looking forward to that. Uh, I've done football shows, Bears things with Pat. Uh, be Bears. nice to talk golf to him now, or golf with him now, not to him, <laughs> golf with him, uh, and now <laughs> here on the scorecard. So Pat right. will join us at 7:40. Yeah, and he's got a sh- he's he's part of the uh, the Bears uh, a team on the score. That's right. He is part of the so. Bears team. He is uh, uh, dove in head first into the golf thing as well uh, since retirement. Uh, you know, Golf 360 is a TV show that he does presented by Chicago District Golf Association, but uh, airs, I believe, on uh, uh, NBC Sports Chicago. And um, he, he is, uh, I know he plays a ton, um, and he's always been uh, a fan of the game of golf. And now here he is combining his uh, I guess media slash sports stuff. Uh, in addition to what he does on football, doing a little on on golf as well. Yes, Patrick's a really really great golfer. I mean, he's a single digit handicap. Wow. Um, we can ask him what he is, but uh, but if you ever uh, see him swing a club, I mean, it's it's incredible. He's an incredible athlete, and uh, and and he does such a good job on uh, the golf 360. You know, we in Chicago, we we have such good broadcasters here. You know, we're we're really one of the top markets in the country, mm-hmm. so we sort of assume that everybody who's on you know, Channel 7 or Channel 5 or whatever, Channel 9, they're all really, really good at their jobs, right? Mm-hmm. So when, you, when you're exposed to, to uh, broadcasting in a smaller market, you realize how difficult it is because people are so bad, right? So mm-hmm. bad, <laughs> I mean, compared yep. to Chicago. But I have to say, Patrick Manley, um, for somebody who just kind of walked out of, the, uh, out of the locker room over at the Bears a few years ago, um, he just a spectacular job um, on on camera. He really does a good job. It's not easy to do, and he does a real good job. And he's a real devoted golfer and a, and a really a good dude. So, which everybody who listens to the score knows, he's a great yep. dude. He's a great guy. He's totally uh, all in on the golf uh, with Golf 360. And uh, you're right, he does a great job broadcasting. And you can tell, right? I mean, we have plenty of of former athletes on our uh, airwaves here on the score, whatever the sport, and some of them are fantastic broadcasters, and some of them are ex-athletes that we have on to ask about sports. But, I mean, you you str- if you didn't know, and obviously you and I are old enough to remember Steve Stone as a pitcher, Steve Stone is one of the best broadcasters in baseball, period. Forget Absolutely. about athlete or ex-athlete. Steve yep. Stone played for a long time, and now he's been a broadcaster for a long time. But... Uh, Pat Manley, in, in that grand tradition, and I'm not saying he's Steve Stone, but Pat uh, doing the same thing uh, for the game of golf. So uh, we'll be excited to talk to Pat at 740. Uh, we will definitely talk about what's going on down in South Carolina. So explain it to our friends, Barry, because I, I made a joke uh, off the top about this not being the Canadian Open, but it yeah. being the Canadian Open, uh, what I meant by that. Right. So most uh, sports fans are aware of the fact that, um, uh, for example, in the, the there's a real problem since the COVID. Uh, there, we closed our borders. Canada closed its border. So we don't go back and forth. Uh, and the sports teams don't go back and forth. That's why the NHL has been playing. Um, the Canadian teams have been playing exclusively one another. 
And, of course, the Toronto Blue Jays, um, and I think the Canadian government now, because of the playoffs, has now allowed, they're going to allow for the uh, Canadian teams to play the American teams or whatever. I'm not an expert on that, but I think that's the case. Um, and, of course, the Toronto Blue Jays, who are such a great baseball team, as we realized, uh, we Sox fans realized the last couple of days when they played the White Sox, um, mm-hmm. they have not been able to uh, to go back and forth. So uh, this is the same thing with the Canadian Open, the RBC Canadian Open. So this tournament was canceled last year uh, because of this incredible pandemic horribleness. Uh, and uh, it's uh, canceled this year as a result. So the PGA Tour um, decided, well, you know, God forbid we have an open week on the schedule. No. Um, so they went to the, uh, you know, the, someplace in Greer, South Carolina. Looks like a beautiful golf course, um, a different style uh, course that they play. Anyway, they brought everybody there the week before the U.S. Open. Um, it's a very, very, very thin field. You know, you recognize some of the guys who got in are, you know, very low, super low on the uh, world ranking list, et cetera. But there's a couple of guys like uh, Dustin Johnson, who's mm-hmm. in second place. And uh, there's a few other characters uh, floating around there. That wa- Oh, and uh, Kepka played. Brooks Kepka played. Yep. Uh, missed the cut. Missed the cut. Uh, shot three over and missed the cut. But whatever. It's almost like, okay, we, we don't, I, I, I feel like, you know, we don't even have to talk to that. And, and and we don't really have to talk about it. And so in spite of the fact that they're playing in South Carolina this week, we're honoring Canadian musicians today. That's right. In honor of the Canadian Open, which we hope to God will be back next year. By the way, there's a Canadian uh, tour. It's a uh, it's kind of like below the Corn Ferry Tour. It used to be called mm-hmm. the Ken- McKenzie Tour. Mm-hmm. And now it's being called the Form Tour because it got some company to sponsor the tour. Anyway, it's the basically the Canadian tour for, um, you know, developmental tour, mm-hmm. and it's now being played this year in the United States because of the because so wow. many of the so many of the young guys that play up there are, are Americans. Anyway, so we're just going to kind of talk about next week's U.S. Open, yeah. which is coming to Torrey Pines, and and that'll be uh, that'll be pretty exciting. Well, and how about this, too? And, and we, we have not had a chance to talk about this because uh, it happened after we were on last week. But uh, at the memorial last week, you had a leader have to withdraw after the third round after a positive test. And that guy is uh, John Rahm. And uh, I know if you're paying attention, you certainly saw that. But that's not something you see every day. No. And, uh, boy, that was unfortunate. Um, um, you know, he came off the green after putting out uh, during after Saturday's round. He had a six-shot lead. Mm-hmm. And, and what's inexplicable to me is that the, uh, the doctor for the uh, PGA Tour, you know, he walks off the green. He's five steps off the green, and the doctor walks up to him and tells him he tested positive and he has to withdraw from the tournament. And he broke down right there near the green. So, you know, it's like, well... Shouldn't you have waited until he got inside to the scoring area to mm-hmm. tell him this bad news? It's really, I just thought that, <clears throat> you know, I thought that that was very, very, um, I thought disrespectful. And I it really surprised me that the PGA Tour did that. I think they, I'm sure that they regret doing that the, that now that they see that as a mistake. And I don't know why they would have done that. It, it just really uh, was a bad look. Now, with him having to withdraw, he had been... 
uh, he, apparently he had been in touch, in close contact with somebody who had had the COVID, and he had been tested repeatedly during the week and was mm-hmm. on, he was on alert that he that he might have to withdraw, but he kept testing negative. He had had multiple negative tests mm-hmm. earlier in the week, and then all of a sudden he tests positive, and they apparently ran the test a couple of other times, you know, just to make sure that he was he was in fact positive. And of course, people who say, a lot of people argue, wait a minute, um, he had no symptoms. Why not send him off first early in the morning with no partners? Just let mm-hmm. him, and if you want to, let him carry his own bag. Um, but that wasn't going to happen because of the PGA Tour protocol. So that was very unfortunate. And then in the end, Patrick Cantley won the tournament. But after he withdrew, um, the, the, the tournament, I mean, it's a big Jack Nicklaus's sure. tournament at his course. Yep. It really had kind of a pall on it. So it wasn't really, uh, it wasn't really that great, unfortunately. Yeah. I 100% agree with you, Barry. Handled poorly. Could have done it uh, behind the curtain, so to speak. Not that somebody had to, uh, uh, not something that everyone had to see. But with a six-shot lead, I mean, that's certainly Rom's to lose uh, at that point uh, for him to blow six shots in in one round. Uh, I don't want to say unlikely. It was definitely unlikely that. Yeah, that, that yeah. Would well, happen, you don't. But... You don't. You're exactly, Mike. You don't really know. And I just want to point out. I'm sorry to interrupt you, but sure. Uh, Rom had uh, had uh, had his uh, one uh, shot, uh, one vaccination, and he w- was waiting to get the other one, mm-hmm. so he wasn't immune yet. And uh, it, what's inexplicable is that uh, he's from Spain, which had been more adversely affected by the COVID than almost any other country in the world. So mm-hmm. anyway, I know we have to take a break, so we got to yep, run. We do have to take a break, uh, and when we get back, we will talk to John Carlson over at Rich Harvest Farms. He's the head golf coach at NIU, uh, an ambassador this week in the uh, Arnold Palmer Cup. Arnold Palmer Cup. I can't speak this morning. Easy for uh, you to say, Mike. That's right. This segment brought to you by Illinois PGA Professionals, expert in the biz- experts in the business and game of golf. We'll talk to John Carlson. When we come back here on The Scorecard, presented by Chicago District Golfer Magazine on 670 The Score. And we are back here on The Scorecard, presented by Chicago District Golfer Magazine. Had to wait for the little drum kick there, Barry, before we start talking over the band. One of Canada's finest rock bands ever. Well, you know, Robbie Robertson, he was a Canadian, and of course, Levon Helm was a was a Southerner, and uh, but it was a wonderful match at the time, the late Leon Helm, so there you go. Yep, and Robbie Robertson, uh, the main uh, songwriter for the band, although they all certainly uh, did that, but we are happy to feature them in our Canadian music edition here of the Scorecard. Uh, we're also happy to jump on out now to the Score Hotline uh, and chat with the head golf coach at Northern Illinois University and also an ambassador this week at the Arnold Palmer Cup. Uh, John Carlson joins us on the scorecard. Good morning, John. Yeah, thanks for having me. Yeah, how are you, John? Good to, good to uh, thank you so much for being on. Um, so the Arnold Palmer Cup started at Rich Harvest Farms. First of all, for folks that don't aren't familiar with the Arnold Palmer Cup and its relatively new format, could you uh, just give the folks a little breakdown? Well, it's certainly been an exciting week here at Rich Harvest. Uh, we, um, you know, have 48 of the the top players in the world here. Um, the Arnold Palmer Cup was uh, derived from the Palmer um, family and. Uh, 
and and through the GCAA, the Golf Coaches Association, um, they welcome um, the top college players um, from both the USA side and the international team. And this year, um, in in well, I guess last uh, Palmer Cup, uh, they featured both the men's and women's playing together, which uh, has really um, increased the level of play um, and, and certainly uh, brought more people out to watch. Right. It started out, didn't it? Kind of, a, it's kind of, it's a match play tournament. So for people who are familiar with, maybe you maybe you're, may or may not be familiar with match play, it's kind of like the Ryder Cup or the Walker Cup. Um, but it, and it started out to be just all all men, young guys from college, and then they uh, they mixed in the women because I think you know it got to be too much like a Walker Cup type of a deal, right? Yeah, I, I think that you know co- college golf has uh, is is definitely on the rise on both the men's and women's sides, and you know seeing the level of competition that was uh, you know out there yesterday, um, you know the the women from both the USA team and the international team were very impressive and. Uh, and it came down to uh, the final putt on the final hole um, yesterday. Uh, Pearson Cootie, number one player in the world, uh, made about a 15-footer for Eagle, um, and that uh, ended up having the matches that day. So 6-6 coming into today, and uh, we have 36 holes of golf today. It's, it's going to be exciting. Now, now John, uh, for, the, for the college golfers and you, as we said coming in, you're the head coach at NIU, so you're certainly – uh, plugged into the college golf scene, is this a uh, a factor? Is this a motivational uh, type thing to uh, to your players and to others across the country to to try to get uh, named to this team, to try to get drafted to this team? Yeah, both the Walker Cup and the Palmer Cup. Um, those would be the two biggest international teams that you could join as a, as a college player or or as an amateur golfer and. Uh, so they're they're playing on uh, rare rare air here at Rich Harvest Farms this week, and um, you know I I, I know that um, they're all it's particularly my my team that came out and watched yesterday. Um, you know if we could get a Northern Illinois University golfer uh, to play in the Arnold Palmer Cup uh, one day, that would be a huge feather in our cap. Well, your your golf teams have been uh, improving a lot over the years, and uh, you really got a solid program, uh, John. So congratulations on that. What what do you notice? You. Obviously, it seems to me like the men, of course, he just hit it so much farther than the women. Um, but uh, well, other than that, what do you uh, make of the two different types of games, and how do the two uh, genders sort of adapt to one another's games. The men's is more of a power game, of course we know, but but how do the how do the women fare with the men, and how does it all work out? Well, I think everyone that was out there yesterday, I was very impressed with how good everyone's short games were, both on the men's and women's sides. So I think you know you put both the men and women at 15 feet, and you know yesterday uh, there's really no difference. Uh, they both putt the ball extremely well. Um, I think, you know, coming into the par fives, maybe a little bit uh, more, at, you know, advantageous to be able to hit a, a five iron from the center of the fairway from 225 yards straight up in the air and land it softly on, on the <laughs> That would be nice. Rich Harvest Farms. Uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. that, that's, a, you know, that's certainly an advantage that maybe the men have uh, over the women, but the women drive the ball very straight. Um, they do play tees that are a little further up, uh, but, you know, it, I, I think both, sides contributed to the scoring yesterday which uh made for just uh an incredible scene last night where you have uh you know a player from the international side she makes a 15 footer to you know to keep the match going to the 18th hole 
international side goes crazy. And then on the final hole, uh, we see her make another 25-foot putt just to make birdie, make Pearson Cootie, number one player um, in the world from Texas, make his 15-footer for Eagles. So you can just, I was kind of wanted to paint that scene, but uh, mm-hmm. it really unfolded uh, in a very impressive way to start the Arnold Palmer Cup off this week. Right, and that's a kind of uh, a- action that we'd love to see televised. Um, it would have been, uh, sounds like a, maybe a little bit more exciting than the uh, than this week's PGA Tour event. Uh, and 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 what's what's cool about it is it's different. And I noticed that the European Tour uh, this week is in Sweden, and Henrik Stenson and Annika Sorenstam are hosting a. Uh, you know, a men-women type of tournament um, there. So uh, I think it would be cool if the PGA Tour had something like this. They used to have the old J.C. Penny down in Florida years ago, um, but it'd be nice to to mix it up. I guess maybe the the PGA Tour has to buy the LPGA Tour before that can happen. You know, really, and which will probably be happening at some point in our lives. Who knows? But uh, but anyway, John, thank you so much for joining us. It's really been great having you and. Uh, and uh, have a lot of fun out at Rich Harvest Farms, and uh, I know uh, we will somehow get coverage of this event, although probably not in our local papers. <laughs> Sadly. Well, th- thanks for <laughs> thanks for having me on this morning and just talking about um, how special it is for you know Mr. Rich to bring the event uh, along with the GCA out to Rich Harvest Farms. Uh, we are loving having the best players in the world um, at our home course. Right, and give our best to Jerry Rich, who's a huge. Uh, a supporter and donor of golf uh, in Chicago and always is so generous uh, with allowing his golf course to be used um, by uh, different organizations to have their events, whether it's the NCAA, the Big Ten, um, the uh, Western Golf Association, or uh, or this Palmer Cup, because it's the second time that uh, Mr. Rich mm-hmm. has uh, hosted the Palmer Cup uh, out there. So, uh, so, so kudos to him. And, yeah. yeah, thanks, guys. All right. Thank you, John. John Carlson, uh, head, head golf coach over at Northern Illinois, uh, reporting, I guess, uh, as our as our guest here from the Arnold Palmer Cup uh, out there at uh, Rich Harvest and Sugar Grove. Sounds like a cool event, Barry, and I'm with you. I'm like, oh, man, I, I would like to see this. You know, he's talking about the, the birdie on 17 for the international team or the eagle on 18 for the American team. Uh, that sounds like something people would watch. Well, right, and... and um... Um, and younger people, I think, would be interested in this because it's all, you know, it's all college students mm-hmm. and uh, college players. I don't know how much students. I guess they're more students than some of our other uh, uh, sports. <laughs> Sometimes, yeah. you know, maybe, maybe not. But they are uh, student athletes, Barry. <laughs> they student are student athletes. If uh, I forgot that. Um, so yeah, it, it it'd be cool to see, and I think it's always neat to see. For, for uh, we average players to mm-hmm. understand that um, we we play the game more like the women than the men, right? Because mm-hmm. we can't hit it 300 yards off the tee. For the most part, some dudes can't. I mean, some guys can. Yeah. Um, uh, but, but a lot of us, uh, we're not hitting that 220-yard five iron from the middle of the fairway and parachuting it onto the green, as, as, uh, as John was talking about. Um, so, uh, so it's, it's just interesting to, it'd be an interesting contrast for people to see how, uh, the power game versus the finesse game, um, uh, can be played. So, uh, it would be, it would be nice to see, but Hey, in our dreams, Mike. And, uh, yeah, it was good to talk to John. And the other thing I wanted to mention is unfortunately sure. because of the, because of the COVID, 
Um, there are no fans allowed out at Rich Harvest. I, they put all the, you know, all these golf tournaments are planned months in advance. So no one really knew there were going to be 40,000 at Wrigley yesterday mm-hmm. um, before they did the COVID rules out there. And so there are no fans allowed, unfortunately, but maybe sometime down the line there will be. You would think pretty soon, based on uh, what's going on in uh, the world, in not necessarily, and actually, I shouldn't even say the world because uh, in a lot of places in the world, and as you mentioned when we were talking about the Canadian Open being canceled, I know Canada has had several lockdowns, and while we, in general, the United States ha- has had great success uh, vaccinating the population and getting things reopened, uh, that has not always been the case around the world. Canada is one of those. Uh, as you mentioned, with some of the uh, things we're seeing with the NHL playoffs and the Blue Jays and the Canadian Open, uh, that is not always the case uh, with other countries around the world. So definitely uh, great to see a packed house at Wrigley yesterday. Great to see a Cubs victory, of course, but just getting people back out and uh, being able to do things uh, again feels great. And uh, certainly golf is among those things and and was among those things that uh, people were thrilled to be able to do even last year. Uh, at a socially distant, uh, uh, in a socially distant way, uh, and really uh, get out of your house, get out of the lockdown, uh, and get outside and do something. So, well, right, and Canada even shut down golf, which is, you know, pretty amazing because if you're outside, you uh, you, ca- you can't really get it. I hate to tell everybody <laughs> who's, who's who's riding I, their bike in a I, mask down uh, down Lincoln Avenue, but whatever. I, <laughs> I I have I have a uh, I have a friend who lives out uh, near Toronto and he was telling me about all of the different uh, lockdowns and protocols and you know how they have to go to stores and it's everything is curbside and you yeah, can't go in places yeah, now and it's yeah. it's, it's, it's really it's, bad if you if you're well, sick right. of COVID as I think most of the world is by this point uh, be glad you live in the United States where things are opening up and not in places like uh, Canada not that there's anything wrong with Canada but the no, vaccination we love efforts and the yeah, they're, love they're reopening, Canada, but they're but their experts are not so expert. Uh, unfortunately. Yeah, the reopening but, uh, the reopening stuff is not going as well uh, elsewhere yeah. as it is here yeah. in the U.S. Anyway, yeah. I, I digress on my COVID yes. talk, but oh my god, uh, it we was, can't talk that. It's a lot of no, COVID we, talk now. It, we, you know, it's, <laughs> it's too we, much. <laughs> we we want to talk about golf, not about uh, infectious disease. So we will do that next when we get uh, Jim Suddy, uh, Illinois Golf Hall of Famer, uh, top teacher in the Chicago area for many, many years. We'll talk to Jim on our Swing Thoughts segment when we return here on The Scorecard, presented by Chicago District Golfer Magazine on 670 The Score. Just let it happen. Be the ball. Be the ball, Danny. You're not being the ball, Danny. Well, it's kind of difficult with you talking like okay. that. Okay, I'm not talking. Stop talking. And now, the Scorecard presents Swing Thoughts. Some free advice from the best teachers in the game. And we are back on the Scorecard, presented by Chicago District Golfer Magazine. Barry Cronin, Mike Esposito, with you every Saturday morning from 6 to 8. And not only is the CDGA... Uh, a fine sponsor of this show, but they're also trying to give you free stuff. Log on to cdga.org slash contest. You can register to win a CDGA season starter pack. You get an Imperial uh, hat, towel, and zero friction super tube with Spectrum Matte balls, tees, and a universal fit glove. Everything you need to start the season. cdga.org slash contest uh, if you'd like to try to enter that. Uh, and hey, why wouldn't you? 
Hey, Mike, I have to mention something. Uh, yes, Barry. The great Danny Noonan in that movie, uh, Michael O'Keefe, mm-hmm. um, three guesses who he was married to. Speaking of music. Uh, I do not know the answer to that. Uh, Bonnie Raitt, of all things. No kidding. Yeah, I was shocked when I learned that. Uh, I don't know why I learned that, but who knows why you learn things when you're trolling around, you're scrolling around the stupid internet. But uh, there, that there was one. That was one valuable thing that, that happened to me on the internet this week. I can't remember many more, but that was a good one. Good. Congratulations, <laughs> and and maybe we'll we can mix Bonnie Raitt into. Uh, is she from Texas? I want to say no, she no. She's born Texas, in Burbank. Though. No, born in Burbank, California, of all places. The oh, daughter okay. of a couple of uh, John Raitt, who was a Broadway yeah. actor. All right, and well, there uh, you have probably it. some kind of movie star. So yeah, so there you go. But well, we but we digress from our swing thoughts. Go ahead. We do. Let's, we let's are we are here in our swing thoughts segment, and we jump on out to the score hotline. Now we are uh, thrilled to welcome in Dr. Jim Suddy to the show, uh, Illinois Golf Hall of Famer, uh, Illinois native, and uh, one of the area's top teachers. Jim, I'll I'll let you tell it. Uh, how many years you wanna you wanna claim here uh, b- before <laughs> we uh, make you older than you are? Well, you know, I um, nice to be with you guys, but uh, I'd like to drop the subject of age. <laughs> I uh, today is my birthday, so I am a one year younger. Happy! Birthday. All right, good, good for you, Jim. You know, when you start counting backwards, that's when you know you know something's yeah. going on. I, I uh, <laughs> but happy yeah, birthday, so Jim! It's great to have you on. Thank you so much. And so have happy birthday and really a really heartfelt congratulations from uh, I know all the all the Illinois PGA pros and and everybody around Chicago uh, in the golf community really congratulate you on be uh, being named a member of the Illinois Golf Hall of Fame uh, it's a great honor and and I think it honors that um, that uh, that Hall of Fame that you're actually in it um, because I think that the uh, Teachers like you, people like you, impact the game on a daily basis when you're out there teaching people, whether it's Paul Azinger or Kevin Streelman or any of the other golf stars that you've worked with over the years, as well as um, just the average person who's coming in and taking up the game. Um, so thank you for that, and, and congratulations. Well, thank you. I've always had a, a close relationship with Illinois Section, and uh, I've always tried to do my best to uh, help promote them in uh uh, I've I've had fun through the years and uh, enjoy very much uh, you know the teaching part of it and just the regular person in front of me who's a beginner or if it's a Kevin Streelman who's on the tour you know it's just have to approach it a little differently. Exactly. So Jim, you've been doing this for a long time. You you went to NIU. You studied there biomechanics, everything, and you brought a lot of I think. Technical technical things into the game, uh, maybe earlier than a lot of other uh, teachers around the country. Um, but what have you learned, you know, in the last the all these decades that you've been teaching? Um, what have you learned about teaching? Oh, great question. Um, you know, as technical as I was in college when I did a, uh, a, a my doctorate on a, a model's performance, uh, taking a number of players on the tour and averaging out their swing in 10 positions from two different angles with a big mathematical formula. Uh, I've learned this. You better be simple when you're talking to somebody and don't give them more than two things because they're not going to be able to accept it. And so 
uh, I've learned to be very simple in my teaching, and uh, and uh, then they they take what they have, work on it, come back for another time. But simplicity and communication is uh, so important. Uh, you can know everything in the world, but if you cannot communicate it to the person in front of you, you're you're just lost. So I think that's what I've learned. And you know, Jim, we see these uh, PGA pros. Um, you know, you had Jordan Spieth go into this slump, and it's not only him. He's a high-profile guy, you know, who was in a slump. And you have other players on the tour, and you always hear them go back and say, well, I went back to, to my grip and my stance and just real fundamentals. You always hear them say, I went back to the fundamentals. Um, how important are the fundamentals to average golfers, and what are the fundamentals? Well, there are many fundamentals, and you better go back to how you learned when you were younger or when when you first came out. But uh, fundamentals like stance, posture, um, swing plane, rotation of the body, uh, weight transfer, these are fundamentals, but you have to pick the most important ones. You pick the ones in front of you that are the causes and not the results. Too many of us, uh, and, and even myself in the past, I've taught to results and not the causes. If you teach to causes uh, and you go back to, like Jordan Speaks, you go back to how he learned um, from his father instead of uh, trying to do something uh, unbelievably different. You know, So going back to the simple stuff, going back to what works for you, Going back to the ball flight that works for you and the targets, those are the things that you should be uh, looked at. Looked at. Jim, uh, curious, uh, as you talk about your love of teaching and really the communication aspect of it, which is completely correct, and it's why somebody like me has such a hard time. Uh, I coach Little League Baseball, but you're trying to get what's in your head out, especially when you're talking to kids. It's not always the easiest thing. How has that? Uh, how has your ability to do that kind of evolved over the years? I can't imagine that's something that that was there right from the beginning. Oh no, communication! I thought everybody knew uh, everything I was saying, you know, until I, I sat down with somebody and I said, "Well, what did you learn out of that lesson?" And uh, they couldn't tell me because they gave me about seven things, and um, <laughs> so. Uh, I mean, uh, the brain will not accept it. And uh, so you have to be very, very simple. And uh, there, there are two types of uh, swing thoughts, basically. And you guys are doing swing thoughts. They're what we call right brain swing thoughts or creative or, or intuitive swing thoughts. And there are analytical swing thoughts. The person in front of you uh, could be an analytical type of person, and he can accept analytical thoughts. But if you try to give an analytical thought to a creative and intuitive guy, it does not work. So uh, you have to evaluate the person mentally and physically before you uh, really start teaching him. All right. So, Jim, we've got a lot of people out there. Some are listening in pro shops. They're in the car, whatever, uh, on their way to play golf. How about a swing thought? Do you got any good ones? Well, you know, um, the best swing thought I could t- give anybody would be this. Less tension creates better tempo. And so most of us have 
too much tension. We grab the club, we get tight, we try to get a straight left arm. All this stuff, tension creates problems. So the more relaxed you are at a dress, uh, the better you're gonna, your motion is going to be. So I, I think tension is, would be my best swing thought. Get rid of the tension. I always say, sometimes I'm standing there and I'm going, okay, don't have any tension. But that means I have tension. <laughs> and so right. it's, to me, it's like trying to go to sleep. How, how are you, you going to, all right, I got to get rid of my tension. And then you're tense about getting rid of your tension and you hit it sideways or wherever you hit it. And then, you know, five shots later you go, oh, I think I'm just going to really relax. And then all of a sudden you hit yeah, a good how, one. And it's just it's such, what a game. Yeah. How many times have you seen a guy get over the ball and he's there over the ball for five to eight seconds? Now, if you create a good pre-shot routine and you get up there and waggle the club and and give it maybe a one or two second stop, then go. That's it. You do not want to hang out over the ball because that's what creates the tension. So. Hey, Jim, uh, as we get ready to let you go, and we really appreciate your time, last thing I have for you, how much has, has your teaching changed over the years? You've obviously been, been doing this for a long time. How, how different, uh, if I came and saw you tomorrow, would, would my uh, lesson with you be than it, than it would have been, say, 30 years ago? Well, 30 years ago, I would have given you too many swing thoughts, and I would have taught to results and instead of causes, and uh, I would have been more technical. And now today I'd be very simple, and uh, I would basically give you a good evaluation of your body and put you into a, 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 a swing that your body can do and not try to put you into a swing that your body cannot do because of the, because of the tightness and stiffness in your body. So I think I, I've looked at the body more thoroughly in the, in, in the, uh, recently, and instead of trying to say, "Well, you can, you should do this," well, you can't do this because your body won't let you. So that's really how it's changed, I think. Well, that's great, Jim. Less tension creates better tempo. That's the swing thought for the day, everybody. And uh, Jim, we are so honored to have you on this show, and uh, congratulations on the Hall of Fame, and we, hopefully we'll see you in October, and uh, and congratulations on your on your birthday, which has you getting younger by the years, which is awesome. Yeah, I'd like to forget my birthday today. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Go guys. Uh, you guys are great. Uh, I listen to you, and uh, I'm, I'm sure happy uh, that uh, you're successful in your uh, your show. So. Thank right. you very Thank much, you, Jim. Jim. That's great, very great of you. We appreciate it. Uh, Dr. Jim Suddy, Illinois Golf Hall of Fame, uh, uh, one of the uh, top teachers in the Chicago area for a long time. I was uh, reading, and I didn't realize uh, uh, that Jim still holds, and I wanted to, uh, I forgot to mention this to him, he still holds the course record of 63 at Kiswaki Country Club in, in DeKalb. So, yeah, so that's pretty that? cool, and and that's a pretty that's a real good golf course. The, oh, I, yeah. I haven't played it, but I was talking to somebody recently who's a member there, and it's a, it's a really good golf course. So, yeah, Jim's a... 
all these guys uh, who become teachers uh, were great players. Um, you remember our buddy Scott Fawcett with the decade sure. uh, uh, thing, uh, you know, um, uh, analytics for golf. I went to his uh, little seminar yesterday up at the golf practice in Highland Park, mm-hmm. uh, where he had about 25 people there. And you know, he used to be a mini tour player. He's a really, really good player in golf. Yep. And uh, has transitioned into the uh, to, into the teaching world, so that happens a lot, and uh, these guys have uh, a lot to offer. Yeah, no, and Jim's a fat. You know, you re- reading uh, Jim's bio here, so I, I called him Doctor Jim Suddy. Well, he has a doctorate from Middle Tennessee, and Barry, I because I, he was talking about the the technical aspects of of golf and how he he's you know gotten not away from it, but you know he he'd be more uh, on the uh, a, a bit of a different track teaching these days. His doctoral thesis was entitled A Biomechanical Comparison Between Conventional Golf Swing Learning Technique and a Unique Kinesthetic Feedback Technique. So that's a mouthful. And, yeah, and, right. And and I think I think Mike, I think that 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 was a a trend in the day and I think uh-huh. um, we we understand that um, as as um, uh, learning uh, knowledge as knowledge uh, progresses we have to go through certain stages right sure. you you couldn't go on maybe teaching the way that they were teaching at the time and so this was a natural that's what the, the all right this is the next step in our learning process and now 50 years later you know I shouldn't say that but Jim has come to the point where he's like okay it's more about feel and it's more about teaching to the person's body and so but you sometimes you have to go through a certain stage in order to get back to find the truth right and yeah. um, and that's what he did he was he's on his journey to find the truth through uh, through that uh, doctoral thesis and um, and now he he's almost kind of back to square one but if you look at Hogan's five lessons that book um, that book was a was a technical tour de force too, sure. and uh, and it re- and it's still relevant today. Um, so uh, things have changed, and it's interesting. There are people, there are golf teachers, golf instructors who they will not hardly teach you on the driving range. They won't go to technique. They'll bring you out on the golf course. Um, and then we have teachers like Scott because we've Scott Fawcett, who's who we've got all this data, mm-hmm. um, and and they're, they're, he's he's teaching you probabilities. Um, you know, and that. So, so there is now this mix of, hey, let's just play free, and you've got this other thing where you've got PGA Tour shot link and and all this analytics that goes on, that and that that shot link information from the tour uh, uh, filters down to the average player, uh, whether it's a young player or just a middle level handicapped person who's just hacking it around on the weekends or whenever he can, so or she. So anyway, it's uh, a long way of saying that um, I guess that uh, golf instruction is taking different forms now, and, um, and and I think the average player can benefit from all that. Sure. Yeah, less tension. Get out there and have fun. Uh, don't get in your head too much. And uh, uh, I certainly that uh, that I related to that uh, very much. Uh, what he just said. Um, so we are happy to have uh, Dr. Jim Suddy on. The program this morning, uh, we need to take a break during the seven o'clock hour. We'll talk to for former Chicago Bear Patrick Manley, host of Golf 360. But coming up next from the PGA Superstore in Downers Grove, Ter- Tony Dirks will join us. We'll talk Father's Day. We'll talk gifts. We'll talk about you getting stuff, which is always welcomed. It's Barry Cronin, Mike Esposito here on the Scorecard, presented by Chicago District Golfer Magazine on Chicago Sports Radio 670 The Score.